Thanks for listening today to In 16 Years. I'm Amy, and this is a podcast where I talk about what I've learned in 16 years of living with stage 4 endo, severe IBS, fibromyalgia, and interstitial cystitis. My name is Brittany, and I live with celiac disease, anxiety, and my own hormonal fun. We hope this show will inspire you, empower you, and help you feel supported on your own health journey. Brittany and I are not doctors, dietitians, mental health professionals, experts on endometriosis, or any kind of qualified medical professional. So that means that none of the information we share on this podcast is medical or mental health advice. If you get inspired by something we say, always consult your qualified medical professional first before making any changes. Before we get started in the episode today, Amy and I want to highlight a few things that we wish we had known more about at the time of recording. But of course, learning is ongoing, and here are some of the things that we've learned since we've made this episode. In this episode, we talk about the societal views on gender roles, particularly on the gender roles of man and woman. There are lots of character traits that are attributed by society to these two gender roles. But they're seen differently. Powerful is seen differently in both gender roles. Compassion is seen differently among these two specific gender roles. Some of these traits are applauded in one gender role and seen as shameful or not good behavior in another gender role. And some of these behaviors are seen as not good in a different gender role. In today's episode, when we talk about the experiences of people who have been socially conditioned as women or who society sees as a woman. We specifically mean this. We specifically mean typically cis women, people who are given the gender role of woman at birth and now also identify as a woman, but also people who may not identify as a woman, but society may put us in that bracket or we've been conditioned by society with behaviors and characteristics and traits assigned to us that may belong to what society considers to be a woman. So looking back at this episode, Amy and I came to the realization about how much more we understand now about society's influence on our identities and our gender roles than we did at the time of recording. In this episode, Amy and I use language like, as women, we, when talking about the experience of women, but of course, the experience of being a woman is not universal, and the experience of being a woman is not everybody's experience in the endo community. We do think it's important to recognize that There are many of us that have experienced the societal conditioning that we go on to talk about, but not all of us who have are women. And it's important for us to acknowledge that while women experience these things, also so do our trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming community members. Thank you so much for joining for a learning moment with Brittany. And now we'll let the original episode play. Today we're going to talk about setting boundaries. It's a tricky one. I need to set them with Brittany. So I need to learn. <laughs> I need to learn about how to set boundaries. And then when this <gasps> podcast episode ends, or perhaps during the episode, I'm going to mark my boundaries very clearly. All right. I'm going to go to Brittany and just like pee on her leg. <laughs> that, that's, that's not marking that's, boundaries. That's claiming. So, I mean, well, that's marking yeah, you're your, claiming me. Okay. That's marking your territory. <laughs> yeah, that makes, sense. that makes sense. Your husband would be like, why do you smell like urine? I'm like, Amy marked me. Amy let me know Thursday nights are podcast nights. <laughs> yeah. I've already booked them. She's claimed me. (laughs) 
Amy and I don't have boundaries. That's different. That's not a good example for this episode. <laughs> and that's why we're going to learn to set them. Yes. Together. But not with each other. <laughs> Setting boundaries is really hard for many of us. But it's absolutely vital if we want to live our happiest, healthiest lives. Right, Brittany? It sounded like a cover of a self-help book. <laughs> want to live your happiest, healthiest life? Well, do you want to Set live your... boundaries! <laughs> <laughs> do you want to live your happiest, healthiest li- life or not? Or if not? I set boundaries, that will help me. I know. I know. <laughs> I just had to rib you for that one. <laughs> if there is anything that I've learned on this journey, it's that I have to be skilled at setting boundaries. I need to protect my routine. I need to protect my healthy habits. I need to protect my time, my energy, my well-being, my energy. I know I already said that, but I really need to protect Double my, the energy. So much fatigue. The energy needs to be protected. So it's just, it's really important to set boundaries. Why is it so hard, though? Is it hard? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so difficult? Why is it so hard to say no and say, uh-uh, and just... Just thinking about it's making me tired. My boundary is this is making me tired. I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Not allowed to set that boundary. (laughs) All right, people, if you need a little break, go ahead and push pause. Just (laughs) take take a little little, brain break. We'll be right here when you press play again. (laughs) We're waiting for you. (laughs) Well, personally, I find setting boundaries really fun. No, that's not true. I find it really easy. No, that's not true either. (laughs) Stop lying to everyone. (laughs) Okay. Set my boundary. I find setting boundaries really hard because I hate, I hate confrontation. Oh, confrontation. No, but I hate confrontation. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> hate confrontation. That's really Bernie knows. I do. <laughs> I really, really, really don't like confrontation. And because of that, it's really hard for me to set boundaries because sometimes when you set boundaries, people get angry and people get upset, which is scary. I feel like one of our issues as humans, a lot of us, our goal is to like, please people so we don't want to make people upset we don't want to make people angry and if we don't set a boundary and it keeps them happy we're more inclined to do that than to keep ourselves happy Brittany need a drink you need a drink i'll be right back with your drink (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no 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 okay i can see where this Brittany. i need a foot massage yeah well too bad People please me, Brittany. <laughs> Bend over backwards for me. I don't have to people please you. You're, there's no boundaries here. <laughs> <laughs> I peed on you. You will do what I say. <laughs> Get my dog to pee on you. Then who owns who? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's a very convoluted chain there. <laughs> I feel like we fear rejection as people. Like as it, it was as so. Humans. It was so important. It, it was, and it still is to us. So important, like being liked and being part of the group and part of the community that I feel like we a lot of us fear rejection and it might even be subconscious like we don't even realize that we are afraid to be rejected or cast Cast out of the group Mm -hmm. so we have this issue like okay if I say no or if I set a boundary then people aren't gonna like me and they might not like you but which isn't always true if somebody doesn't like you for that good riddance (laughs) too bad yeah it's it's usually not as big of a deal but the lead up feels like a really big deal. And that's why it's so hard to do it. Well, and I think part of it is that we don't value our time and our energy as much as we should. And we feel that other people's time and energy is worth more than our own. So sometimes it comes down to having like that we need to have better self-worth, which isn't self-esteem, 
but just to have self-worth and value ourselves and what we need and where we want to spend our time and energy, we need to value that over valuing other people's time and energy. Another component to that as women is that culturally we're kind of taught to not be assertive. I always think of, well, men don't really get called bossy, but women get called bossy. Men get called leaders and bosses and, you know, they get called innovators and directors, but a woman is assertive and she's bossy. So we're taught to have submissive behaviors. We're taught to acquiesce to others, to take second seat, to allow sometimes a man or another person, doesn't have to just be a person that is a male, to have them have the primary focus. And we naturally take the second focus, which we shouldn't defer to other people when we're talking about our own health and our own energy and our own time. Can you imagine that growing up I was often called bossy? Really? <laughs> what, you? <laughs> what? No, I can't believe that. <laughs> oh my, no way. It's okay, me too. <laughs> I think the, the one thing this... I remember from my childhood is always being called bossy. I think one of my report cards, a teacher even put, Oh my God. She's a really great student, but she's a little too bossy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. <laughs> this is why me and Brittany get along so well yeah. because we are so direct with each other. And we are. We literally boss each other around. Yeah. Like, when we're with no negativity. When we're recording at all. the podcast, we're like, time to record. Okay. Get in the box now. You say that part. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this. Okay. It's time to do this. Okay. And it's just back and forth. That's just how we interact. <laughs> you know what you were saying earlier also made me think about. I don't know if it's cultural or innate, but I feel like as women, we have this desire to nurture, this desire. Like, I don't know, I, I have such a desire to, like, take care of others and make sure that others are okay, which is why I'm such a great cat mom, by the way. <laughs> she is. But I, I feel like a lot of women, we do have this innate desire to to put others first. And to support rather than yeah, lead. And, yeah, and to take care of others. And while that can be a really good thing, I think there are times when that can also be detrimental to our health because then we're not looking out for ourselves and we're always putting others first and we're forgetting to fill our own gas tanks. And there's nothing wrong with being both. I can be nurturing in one aspect of my life and I can be directive in the other aspect of my life. So you can be both, but I think you can't forget to be direct about what you need, <laughs> whether that's career-wise, health-wise, or anything else-wise. Something else that I think that makes setting boundaries hard is the fact that a lot of us don't know what a boundary is, or we have the wrong idea of what setting a boundary means. So what does it mean, Brittany? What's a boundary? Well, I think the easiest way to kind of understand what a boundary is, is to think of it as like a limit, like a healthy limit to something. I mean, everybody has limits. So, okay, here's some of my limits. I can't stay up all night. Never mind. Two nights, three nights, four nights in a row. I have a limit to how long I can stay awake before I crash. I can't work for 24 hours straight. <laughs> Who can? I can't do that. I have a limit to how much energy and brain power I have in one day. Wow, we are learning that Brittany is kind of a failure as a <laughs> as like a human I can't being. stay up for two hours and work for 24 <laughs> hours straight. I'm a failure. I had you up on this pedestal as this really smart, intelligent. She can stay up for a month. She can work nonstop for three years. <laughs> I mean, sure, I can do that, but I'll die. <laughs> so those are some limits. And then 
Here's something that's a little more nuanced and a little less outrageous. I have a limit to how long I can spend time in a group of people before I have to leave and have personal time by myself. Is that why your alarm on your wristwatch always goes off after three (laughs) hours of hanging out with people? Yes. I'm like, all right, it's my time. I need to go be an introvert now. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. Brittany, go home time. Brittany, go home time. But I I have, you know, set boundaries with that before. People want to do like an all-day event. I'm like, okay, well, I can't do this part, but I can do that part because I know that limit about myself. I know that I cannot make it an entire 12 hours with a big group of people. I do think it's important to point out that a boundary isn't like a wall or a limitation or a restriction or like a rift or lack of respect. Like it's none of those kind of like halting things or things that are disrespectful towards other people. It's it's not like a, an insult or like removing yourself from people or like a disconnect. That's not really what a boundary is. For me, a boundary is more like a very forward sign of respect rather than disrespect. Because when I set a boundary, for instance, about my time spending time with others, I show my friends how to interact with me and show them how much I value them because I allow with this boundary that I've set time for them or time to do this this activity. And it's way more mutual that I'm not saying no to everything because everything is way too much time outside of my boundary. I don't go out late at night. People know that. So people aren't asking me things and feeling like I'm disrespecting them by always saying no. They know clearly what my boundary is so that they can ask me to do things to which I can say yes. So it's actually a better and closer relationship because I've made that boundary very clear. I think a boundary is really useful when you have someone who... Like, I know, Brittany, you were just talking about, like, with your friends, but also it's useful. It's really useful among people who might be taking advantage of you or not respecting you in the first place. Because by putting up your boundary, you're just really showing people how you want to be interacted with and how you want to be behaved with. And so in a perfect world, I think we would all know how to appropriately act around each other and we would all know how to not push the limit. (laughs) Yeah. And like read each other's body language and also just get obvious signs sometimes. And if we don't teach the people that we're with our own limits, they're not going to know our limits Mm -hmm. unless we all become telepathic. (laughs) I mean, that'd be great. (laughs) And since we're not all telepathic, We have to use our mouths and our words. (laughs) And because people have different ideas of what's appropriate Mm. and limits and amounts of things. Yeah, and like what they want and what we want. Like we're We're all all different. We need to learn how to communicate Mm -hmm. what we need. So a boundary is not you being like a boundary is not you being selfish. And I think a lot of times you think the boundary is like, oh, no, but if I say no, if I set this boundary, like I'm being selfish. You're not being selfish. You have a right to have boundaries and limits because we all do. Yeah. And you have a right to say no when things aren't within those boundaries or something that you're not able to commit time and energy to. You have the absolute right to say no. Thank you, Brittany, for giving me permission. I've had to give you permission to say no a lot of times, okay? (laughs) When Amy wants to not do something but doesn't feel she has the permission, sometimes internally it's hard. When you feel social, like, that's what you say. Social pressure. In this moment where I have to set the boundary and be like, no, I don't want to. Like, a coworker's like, oh, can you help me on this project? And this coworker's also my friend. It's, like, hard to say no. 
even when I you have, know you cannot. I have my own work that I'm really busy with. Like I, I unfortunately I can't help you with your work, and it's really hard. Yeah, it's just hard to say no in those moments, right? So I have the right to say no. Thank you, Brittany. No, you're welcome. No, you're welcome. You know, you're welcome. No, you're welcome. What else are my rights? <laughs> you're still welcome. Caught you off guard. <laughs> no, you also have the right. What do I? Have? I want to know my rights, Brittany. What are my rights? Okay, your endo rights. <laughs> your boundary rights? Yeah, my boundary rights. Okay, well, you have the right to take care of yourself. <gasps> I know. Wow. So you have the right to do whatever is in your power to allow your boundaries to enable you to take care of yourself. You also have the right to time alone. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Wait. Or... Hold on. Say it again. It sounds so time beautiful. Alone. <laughs> time alone. Oh. Without other people. Time alone. <laughs> I haven't talked great. to anyone. I don't have to wear makeup. You have makeup. the right to I time can, alone. I can be in my pajamas with my kitties. Oh, yeah. Reading a book. If I a ate, glass of wine if you want one. If just I chilling out. dairy, I'd be eating ice cream, but I don't, so I won't be. But other ice people cream can and be. cheese would be your dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brittany. I'm making a boundary. Don't use the word cheese around me. Cheese. <laughs> I broke your boundary. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go pause while we go pee on Brittany so she knows who's in charge. Okay, because you're so bossy. I'm the top dog here. I'm <laughs> the top. So bossy. Excuse me. I'm a leader and an innovator. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so you have the right to alone time. All right. But you also have the right to family time or partner time or friend time, and you have the right to curate that and arrange that in the way that works best for you. So I don't have to spend if I had a family. I have the right to have a night by myself. Mm-hmm. And you have a right to set the boundaries to how to interact on the time you do want to spend with them. So it doesn't always have to be 24-7 with my X, Y, or Z. It can be, okay, on this night we're going to do date night. On this night I'm going to spend time with my friend. Or this night I'm going to spend time with nobody. (laughs) You have the right to determine how that will play out. With the imaginary cheese. Oh, yeah. Don't say cheese around me. You said it, not me. (laughs) You tricked me. (laughs) How? No, Brittany, no. Telepathic. No. We're telepathic with each other. (laughs) The buzzword of this podcast is is no. (laughs) You also have the right to make your own bedtime and food choices all by yourself. Nobody else can tell you when you should go to bed. You go to bed at 9 p.m.? What are you, an old person? Oh, you're so lame. Oh, you don't eat pizza? Your life must suck. (laughs) No, your life sucks because you're mean. (laughs) I can do what I want. (laughs) If I want to get in bed at 8.30 and I want to have a bowl of quinoa and kale in the morning because that's the only thing that doesn't give me diarrhea on my period, I'm going to do it. (laughs) You have the right to that, okay? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's that's I mean, that's just like in the rule book of endo is you got the right to determine that. OK, I feel like a lot of people have talked to Brittany about her food. Choice. I heard a lot of I have a lot of animosity. Okay? I heard a lot of unresolved issues. I brought up. a lot of Tupperwares to a lot of things with a lot of comments and a lot of faces. OK, bringing your own food to your own wedding party makes things interesting. And I'm tired <laughs> of people telling me what I should be eating or shouldn't be. eating. I am the bride. My I'm going to do what I want for all of this. <laughs> so if I want to eat this Tupperware. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. While the rest of you enjoy this gourmet meal that I'm paying for. I'm going to do it. Then shut up. <laughs> it's my own boundaries. I know what's best for me. You don't know what's best for me. End of story. And the other thing that I think everybody has a right to, well, every endo person has a right to, is to cut people out of your life 
that are toxic, like poison. But Brittany, vampires. Don't say me. Oh. <laughs> Um, Rude. Shoot. I got to rethink what I was going to say. I don't say. train okay, okay. you. You're so mean. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. No. Okay, say no, no to people who drain you. I think we can all think of like a person in our life where what we're like- What if they're a family member? Well, that's Do I have the still... right to cut them out yes. of my life? Yes, you do. If that person is taking advantage of you and is not contributing anything positive to your life and they're only taking from you, that's an, a relationship that you need to evaluate because you're not infinite. Your bucket of energy and time is not infinite. If they're only taking and never giving back into you, you're going to run out and you're going to be exhausted and broken. So toxic people need to bye-bye, need to go. That's easier said than done, of course. But, <laughs> but that's one of the things you have the right to evaluate. Bye, Brittany. Yeah, okay, good <laughs> That's cute. You'd die without me. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> All right, Brittany, now I know I have permission Yes. To set boundaries, yes, to cut do. out toxic people from my life. Bye-bye, Brittany. Yeah, and okay. no. Good luck. And, just, <laughs> no. and exactly. See, I just I got ahead you of myself. You gave your own boundary to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid, Amy. No. <laughs> uh, my, one half is like, cut out, Brittany. There's like, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, if you want to die today. <laughs> okay, get in check. Get in line. All right. So how do I know my boundaries? Like, how do I know what? boundary to set i'm like i'm gonna set a boundary i'm empowered i'm gonna do it when i have a boundary i'm gonna do it i'm gonna draw a line on the floor with a piece of chalk you're so motivated yeah you motivated me but now what boundaries do i set i want to set a boundary give me a boundary oftentimes you don't really know where or when or what boundary to set until it's been crossed like you'll be in a situation and like ah that feels like a boundary so you may not know until you're in the moment for example, that I'm making up, my neighbor every weekend knocks on my door and is like, will you walk my dog for me? Because I have to go to work later. Here's my key. Walk my dog at four. Wow, that's a very presumptuous neighbor. He's bo- no, <laughs> she's bossy. Wow, clearly. Or is like, she a boss? I, I like the leadership she takes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you can say no to that for any reasons you want. But if you critically think and say, well, I'm busy at 4 p.m. That's when I typically do my grocery shopping. But, you know, he is my neighbor and I could change my grocery shopping time and do it at a different time. But, but nope, that's where you just realize there's a boundary. So you can say, no, I'm not going to walk your dog. We're not even friends. You can still say no. Well, that's the first not as much time, a boundary. The first time I walked his dog because I was like, oh, no, he has to go to work, this poor dog. And so I said, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. And I did rearrange my schedule. Because at four o'clock, I do very pressing things on Saturday, <laughs> like yoga. Like yoga and grocery shopping. But I was like, I could do that later. <laughs> but I did say yes, because I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't want to, but you know, whatever, it's, it's a favor, I'm going to do it. So then what happened? He asked you again. The next Saturday, he asked me again, because I had previously said yes. And now he's like, oh, now I can rely on slash take advantage mm-hmm. of her kindness. Because you hadn't set a what? What didn't you set the first time? Boundary. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> because you can also set a boundary within saying yes. You can say yes and still set a boundary. You say, I could do it this one time. I'm actually free this today. I could do that, but typically I'm not available during that time. Oh, look, you said yes and set a boundary. I mean, who doesn't want to hang out with a dog? But also, like, you may not be able to. So you can still say yes to things while setting boundaries within that. So you could have done that the first time. And he may have thought twice 
Or you would have had more grounds to say no the second time without feeling so bad. Well, I didn't know he's going to ask me again, but I know that. But just always assume people are going to want more things from you. <laughs> That's how I feel. Just assume they're going to want to repeat. Okay, so you might be like, well, I don't have a neighbor who's really needy who asked me to do things. But the point is that the boundary is often just something that someone asks something of you or your energy or your time. And often we don't want to do it, but we feel like we should or we feel like we're socially obligated or we just have trouble saying no. And in that moment, we need a boundary. So maybe some other things that you could relate to are, for example, you get asked to stay late at work again, or your daughter, her elementary school asks you to participate in the school bake sale, but you don't have the time and you don't have the energy and you don't have... And your dragon's coming that week. How dare she? (laughs) (laughs) Your period is on its way. (laughs) I mean, that's a heck of a big boundary. Unless you want blood brownies, you ain't having me at your bake sale. <laughs> wow, I've never seen red brownies. Yeah, it's red, red velvet. velvet. Yeah, it's totally what it is. Uh, I wasn't mixing these in the floor in agony while waiting. <laughs> and sometimes a boundary just comes about. We just have these thoughts, right? Like you're just with someone and like, for example, you're with your partner and you're and you're like, wow, I wish that my partner would respect my bedtime. Boundary time. Time for a boundary. You're like, oh, you're with a coworker, and you just can't stop talking about your food that you warmed up in the microwave. Relatable. Time for a boundary. And you're sitting there with your supervisor, and she's like, so how's your love life? Met anyone good lately? I mean, one, like, kind of illegal, but two, also time for a boundary. Oh, my gosh. I really don't want to watch my nieces and nephews again this evening while my, sister, while my sister goes out again. Time for boundary. Does she ever spend time with her kids? <laughs> I mean, maybe you'd have a conversation. You're a little judgmental, but also maybe you're right. But also time for a boundary. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you remember, Brittany? I have an example. I'm a real life example. So ready. Oh, something happened at work with a coworker. It's tea time. Okay. Spill. <laughs> Let's call her, what are we going to call her? Boundaryless Barbie. Barb. <laughs> the same name. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boundaryless Barbara. <laughs> okay. We're going to call her Boundaryless Barbara. So I became friends. Well, I started becoming friends with Boundaryless You're Barbara. acquainted with Boundaryless Barbara. Exactly. Yes. Like, we began talking at work. And she seemed like a nice girl. And we went out one evening. For drinks. Um, you watched her drink while you had a water, you mean? <laughs> I was actually just thinking that. But the- you drank your own water bottle while you watched her have a drink. I can see it now, so don't even lie. Okay. I try to sound cool. But basically, we went out. We spent time together, and, and it was enjoyable. And then the next day at work, Boundaryless Barbara came up to me, and she was like, oh, my goodness, I forgot my breakfast. Do you have any snacks? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I have a whole drawer full of snacks. Here, take a snack. She's like the snack queen. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) She took a snack. And then two days later, so I walked to work. And so I also have deodorant in my desk at work. And so she came up and she was like, oh, my God, I forgot to put on deodorant today. Do you have any deodorant? I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care to share my deodorant. I have it. (laughs) Sorry if that grossed anyone out. But I was like, here, yeah, put my deodorant. Better to use the deodorant than be stinky. So I guess I get that. I'd rather have you use my deodorant than smell. So she's my deodorant. And then the next day, she's like, oh, my gosh. See the pattern here? Oh, my gosh. I forgot my hair tie. Do you have a hair tie? 
Uh, do I have a hair tie? <laughs> Are you sure she's an adult or... <laughs> Are you talking about a middle score? How old are you, boundaryless Barbie? <laughs> yeah, like ooh, I mean, Barbara, <laughs> you need to grow up a little bit. But okay. yeah, go ahead, get a little planning and forethought yeah. when getting ready in the morning. So I gave her the script, but then I started evaluating. Like, yeah. okay, I and I do recall she asked you for a snack on more than one occasion. Well, that's yeah. So that's where we're going yeah. with this. So I began at the third thing that she needed. I was like, okay, wow, like she's a little she bit needs a lot, not put together. No judgments because I think we've all been there. We're all going through difficult moments in our life. We all, you know, I think planning requires skill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then she asked me for a snack again. Now, Brittany knows. <laughs> and again. <laughs> I'm really nice. I'm I'm really nice. But I protect my food like nobody's business because I cook all my own food. It takes a ton of energy finding the recipes, cooking them, bringing them in the Tupperware. It takes a lot of work to bring your own food. And it's not just a bag of chips. It's a whole thing that's been planned. It's like a and meal, like a roasted chicken yeah. with vegetables, with thyme. Yeah, with she goes basil, all out. With, I'm a really, really good cook. But it's taken years. Don't, <laughs> don't think I started like <laughs> this. Like, Ten years ago, she did not feel the same. Now she does. Even three years ago, I was like eating like, Brittany was like, what is that black thing? I'm like, it's chicken. I burned it. <laughs> but we got to eat it. all I had. And it cost money. So it's going down the hatch. She's very good now. She is definitely evolved. <laughs> but I definitely protect my food. So that's the thing. She came back and she asked me for another snack. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I realized like, bing, bing, bing. She will always be asking you for everything if you don't set a boundary. Mm-hmm. So I boundary time. very politely <laughs> told her, no, get out of my face. No, no, no. <laughs> she was very, very nice. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But that felt kind of good. I, I kind of <laughs> wish I could have done that. But I just very politely, I gave her another bar. I had like have these like snack bar things, these paleo bars, and they're like three dollars a bar. Yeah, right? they're not cheap. May I add <laughs> they're not that cheap. they're not cheap? <laughs> I gave her a bar and I said, I just want you to know that this is the last bar that I'm gonna give you. And I really what I recommend is that you go to the grocery store, you buy a box or two or several, since you're already there, you just buy a whole bunch of bars and you just keep them in your desk drawer. And then when you need a snack, you've got that's your own. Just like the way I have all my snacks here. But I wasn't sarcastic. I wasn't like I just very was genuine and helpful informing with it. Yeah. her like the same way that I have snacks in my drawer. You too can buy things at a grocery store. <laughs> they didn't just magically appear. <laughs> in another place that I learned to set my boundaries is and you can maybe be like, well, that was clear. I need to set a boundary with that girl because she was very needy and, and draining me. But in another place, the same way with my food that I've set a boundary is I've realized that Oftentimes, like when you're at lunch and you're sitting with people, people will say, like when you're all sitting at lunch and everyone has their lunch and a lot of people will have their takeout lunch at work and I'll have my gourmet lunch that I spent all this time making and then people will want to try it and they'll say, oh, that looks so delicious. Can I try that? No, you can't no. try it. No, I made it. It's, it's sure. It's mine. It's, here's my recipe. <laughs> Go home and make it. And then you can try all of it that you want. <laughs> well, the thing is, I can't like trade lunch. Like, I can't be like, oh, a bite yeah. for a bite. Yeah. You try mine, person A, and you try mine, person B. Like, everyone wants to try your lunch. And by the time you're done, like, a third of your lunch is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot, I can only eat my special food. So, very quickly, I learned how to set the boundary. And if someone says, hey, can I try one of your sweet potato fries? I'm like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I have a lot of allergies, and this is the only thing that I can eat, so I prefer not to share my lunch with other people. And usually they're like, oh, okay. Did I sound selfish? No. Did I sound like I was disrespecting them? Not at all. Did I sound like I was full of myself? Mm, 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 mm. 
<laughs> you did say this is the best sweet potato fry on the planet. <laughs> but no, no. You didn't sound No other sweet potato fry will compare. They pale. You wish com- you could try this <laughs> sweet potato pale fry. pale in comparison. <laughs> but no, no, you did not say that. As they reach for the fry, I just like slap their hand. <laughs> Get away from my goddess fries. <laughs> They are the nectar of the gods. Get your grimy <laughs> fingers away from my fries. <laughs> they probably had grimy fingers, though, like, honestly. Actually, I probably had grimy fingers. But you did not but... sound rude to them. No, it was not. It was not. You see, setting way. a boundary, is, it's not as scary as it seems, but it's definitely, definitely necessary. So as we said, you can show people the way to treat you. And I will tell you, after I asked Boundaryless Barbara to go ahead and get snack bars and put them on her desk, she never again asked me for bars but we remained friends acquaintanced yeah i would say i (laughs) started started backing off at that point but but but, you were friendly there was no animosity exactly nothing negative there was nothing how are you i'm great tell me about your weekend Mm -hmm. like it was it was laughing yeah there's no negative consequence to setting a boundary in a respectful and kind way there are consequences to not setting a boundary so think of it that way Oh, no, Brittany, not consequences. You know, the scary consequences. What are they? Of not setting your boundaries? Well, they (laughs) can range from emotional, (laughs) physical, (laughs) and mental. Oh, gosh. I know, they just run the whole gamut. I'm broken now as a person. (laughs) I've fallen apart. Well, if we set some boundaries, you won't be. (gasps) Oh, thank God. So if we're talking about physical, if we don't set boundaries... We can find ourselves physically exhausted. Oh, no, Brittany. No, no. I don't I want know. that. The fatigue the is so physical bad fatigue. Anyway. <laughs> I don't want any more fatigue. You can be physically exhausted. Like when I spend too much time with people because I broke my boundary, I feel physically exhausted. It's not just mental. Like my whole body feels horrible and tired. As for emotional, if we don't set boundaries that allow us to have emotional space or the psychological space that we need, we can actually find ourselves resenting people or, dare I say, hating people that we actually love because we don't get the space that we need from them or we don't get the boundaries set. So we say, they never let me go to sleep on time. You know, they always question me about my food. They always make fun of the way I do X, Y, or Z. So you end up with resentment, which is not an emotion, a good emotional place to be. And they could also be like, you know, hurting you by not doing those things, but they don't know that they're not respecting your bedtime. So if you never said I have to go to bed by 1030 and you're sitting there going, oh, they never let me go to bed by 1030, then you're resenting them and they're sensing that resentment and it can create a really rough emotional void because you're not clearly communicating your boundary. Well, and I think, too, it's like if they don't know that they're doing something and they keep doing it by not setting a boundary, you're I think you're showing them a lack of respect. Because you haven't clearly stated what you need. And maybe if you clearly state what you need, they would respect you. But they don't know what you need because they're not telepathic the way Brittany and I are together. (laughs) Well, that's the mental part is that now you've gone into mental territory where you're having this mental war inside. And they can't tell what you're thinking if you don't say anything. Communication, Brittany, is the key to all relationships. Communicate your boundaries, boundaryless Barbara. Communicate. (laughs) Well, the other day, my aunt, again, all parties made up in this program, but my aunt, boundaryless Barbara, she always calls me. She always calls me and she wants to chat and she wants to talk and she just talks for like forever and she never stops talking and blah, blah, blah. And we just talk for like If I don't put up a boundary, I mean, literally the conversation can go on for like 
dare I say, like three hours. And it can be really hard when someone, when you're on the phone with someone to be like, I have to go because they're in the middle of talking and they never stop and they never take a breath and they keep Mm -hmm. telling you and they're telling you about their flower garden. They tell you about the bird feeder and they tell you about the hummingbird they got and they went to this store that they bought the shirt and then they had to return it. And and you're like, oh my God, on (laughs) earth? Like, Well, and it's not like you don't want to talk to them, but you have other things to do. Then just sit there on the phone all day. <laughs> At least I do. But Auntie Boundaryless, I can't remember her name anymore. Auntie Boundaryless Bonnie, we'll call her that. We already Ooh, have a Barbara. I like it's it. Boundaryless Bonnie. Well, Auntie, boundary- Auntie Boundaryless Bonnie. Auntie Boundaryless Bonnie. That's a tongue twister. I'm like, <laughs> say that three times fast in the mirror. <laughs> Whoa, then, we don't want to summon her. And, oh then my gosh. and then she'll show up along with Princess and, and talk you to death. <laughs> one will pain you to death while the other one talks you. That's a way to go. Being in excruciating pain while being talked at constantly, like, oh, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. (laughs) Just like, please stop talking. Please just kill me already. (laughs) Like, that's bad. So what did you do with Auntie Boundaryless Bonnie? Well, I had to learn over time to set boundaries when we got on the phone and just let her know, oh, hey, I'm so happy to talk to you. But in 15 minutes, I have to go. And then at 15 minutes, I just gently interrupt and let her know, oh, you know what? I'm having a great time talking to you, but unfortunately I have to go. So let's continue this another time. And then they keep going, no, but I have to tell you about this and all but in this. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Auntie Boundaryless Bonnie, but I really do have to go now. So I'm going to talk to you another time. Okay. Have a great day. Bye. And when you set the expectation, it's a little easier to follow through on it. Exactly. And I think it's come down to asking myself, Why am I letting someone steal my time? Why is Boundaryless Barbara's feelings more important than my feelings? And why is her energy more important than my energy? Why? And then at the same time, I'm disrespecting her because then when we hang up, if I don't set the boundary and I let her go on for 30 minutes and I'm really not interested in the call and I'm really just doing it because I don't want to hurt her feelings. And then we hang up, I'm like, Gosh. Oh, that was horrible. This woman is a time thief. Yeah. And she has no idea. She's on her end. She's probably, we hung up. She's all happy that we just talked for so long. We had such a nice talk. And here I am with totally different and opposite feelings because I never set those boundaries. I never communicated clearly what I need to have a successful relationship with her. It doesn't make a positive relationship. It doesn't lead to growth in a relationship. That's for sure. So we need boundaries. Boundary time. Time for boundaries. (laughs) So I think that we have to ask ourselves. Repeat after me, Brittany. Yes, ma'am. And listeners. One. Wow. (laughs) You're really bothy. (laughs) I'm innovative, Brittany. Innovative. I know that. You are that. Okay, I'm ready. Ask yourself. Here we go. What is my self-worth? What is my self-worth? Fine, put it in your own words, whatever. That's what you said, <laughs> word for word. Not with that tone, but whatever. Oh, okay. you said repeat back, not be my little robot, please, Brittany. <laughs> Parrot me. Okay. Okay, that's here a, we go. That's a different instruction. See, your communication is key. No, no, no. Say it how you want. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Next. Am I worthy of some alone time? Am I worthy of some alone time? Yes, Brittany. I am. <laughs> I know. I need it or I die. (laughs) Here's the next one. Is my time valuable? Is my time valuable? Yes, Brittany. Oh, thank you. Am I allowed to take time for self-care? 
Am I allowed to take time for self-care? No, don't you dare ask that. I will slap you in the <laughs> face if you ever try to make accusations like that again. <laughs> know your place. Get in your limit. <laughs> yes, I'm entitled for self-care. Ooh, ooh Brittany, <laughs> look at her go. Sometimes you got to treat yourself. Okay, I need some time to put on a face mask and have a bath and read a book. Paint my nails. <laughs> I need to have self-care. Wash my face. Otherwise, I get stressed. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Ew. Least of all me. Gross. Acne's Wear horrible. a turtleneck. Put a boundary out of that acne. Over my face. <laughs> Wear a paper bag. Jeez. <laughs> Thank you for this fashion choice. It might really be fashionable. Fashion is changing, ever changing nowadays. It's very true. <laughs> you see, Brittany, how much fun we just had setting boundaries? Because setting yes. boundaries can be fun. It was fun. Because setting boundaries is freeing and setting boundaries can make you feel happier. So give yourself permission to set boundaries. I will. Go out there and be a boundary setter. You have empowered me. I feel motivated. I have an example. So when I first started dating my boyfriend, I told him from the very beginning, unlike the first day, I was like, look, look, mister, look. Just like that. (laughs) <laughs> my health is I my I was laughing because I can see it <laughs> my health is my number one priority and then I pulled out you ever go to those baseball games that are like number one like th- that you can put on your the finger foam fingers yeah yes. I, pulled, I pulled out the foam finger and I shoved it in his face and I was like my health is my number one priority so I will always put my emotional and my physical health first before you yes I said before you comes me okay why He's all like, looking at me like, wow, I was not prepared for this oh talk on the my. first day. <laughs> like, wow. Just met you and what's happening? <laughs> I'm telling you about my endo. That's what's happening. Okay. Because every date I go on, endo comes too. This princess <laughs> don't like to stay home alone. Okay. <laughs> Gotta bring Red Dragon along or otherwise he's gonna get really angry. <laughs> yeah. Red Dragon, I try to set boundaries. He just singes them. He's yeah, just he's, like. Whoosh. He's, he's like, boundaryless <laughs> forever. There's nothing I can do about that. He owns the air. Like, he just goes where he wants. So yes. I'm like, okay. And can't get to just deal with him. So I just get in line. I'm like, yes, Red Dragon Bounty. Whatever you <laughs> Yes, sir. Don't be me. I look don't. forward to you ripping my insides out in two weeks. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cordially, Amy. <laughs> Cordially yours. <laughs> so why did I let him know that? Possibly scare him to death on the first date. But he stuck around. So see, he really wanted to he be He was not scared. Yeah, he wanted to be with me. He was like, I like this bossy girl. I like this. She's in charge of her life. <laughs> I was like, good, I need someone to set me straight. I was good, like, I'm a mess. Good, perfect. Well, we're going to get along just fine because I'm really bossy. So, but anyway, it's like, okay, so this is the reason why. If I don't take care of myself, as we've established many previous episodes, I have a set of rules that I have to follow that is about 3,000 pages long. It's like my own personal constitution. And if I don't follow any one of those 3,000 rules, but I'll have sub-rules and then like sub-sub-rules then I will get extremely sick. Now, what happens if I get extremely sick, apart from the fact that I'm going to be extremely sick and I'm going to be suffering, I'm going to be in pain? It's not going to be good for anybody. (laughs) Now or later. Because I am not going to be able to spend time with my partner because I'm going to be too sick. So you see, taking care of myself is actually taking care of our relationship. So here's a really good example. So he travels a lot for work and he often flies in in the evening and he'll get in at like 930 or 10 o'clock. But I go to bed at 10 o'clock. 
So he's like, oh, can you pick me up at the airport? I haven't seen you in a whole week. Like, I'm so excited to see you. Can pick me up at the airport? I'm like, I'm sorry. What is Uber for? getting in at 930. (laughs) Heck no. (laughs) Give me a break. Okay. Uber, your company's paying for it anyway. You don't need me to. You can just wait 20 minutes. We live really close to the airport. It's like It's literally like a 15-minute drive. I'm like, you're going to see me in 15 minutes. But I'll already get to be in bed with the covers on, relax. If I have to get in the car, drive there, all the stress, making myself alert to drive. How am I going to go to bed at 10 o'clock? How am I going to respect my bedtime, which I've set because I need my rest? Not to be beautiful, because we all know these eye circles never go away. Okay. <laughs> Permanent. They're tattooed. <laughs> Wait, but it's an interesting place to get a tattoo. I'm like, yeah, it really yeah. hurt. That skin under your eyes is really thin. But I, these are my boundaries. So he knows that he has to get an Uber or public transport in order to come home because I'm not going to go pick him up at the airport. Now, maybe in the eyes of some people, that makes me a terrible, terrible girlfriend, a terrible partner. Guess Wah. what? Wow, them. <laughs> oh, I'm a terrible partner. Well, am I a terrible partner the next day when I can wake up and we can drink tea together because I actually got a good night's sleep versus if I went to pick him up so we could be there 15 minutes earlier? Ooh, big whoop. And then I'm all tired because I don't get to sleep on time and then I can't wake up in the morning. Yeah, there's a consequence. What about at work the next day? Setting your boundary, yeah. What about at work the next day if I don't get enough sleep? Well, your day's gonna blow. (laughs) Not gonna do your work. You're not gonna live up to your obligations. Little things have big consequences for people with chronic illnesses. And that's why it's really important for us to set the boundaries. Because for some people, it's like, oh, big deal. You could just come get me at the airport. It's like, no, I literally, I mean, I could, I, I could, but I can't. I can't come get you because there are big consequences for me. So I've already decided what's more important for me. It's more important for me to feel as best as I can feel because Lord knows I feel like crap most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Preach it. Preach. Preach, sister. I feel like crap all the time. No, no, Preach, girl. But, you know, so it's important to set our boundaries. Taking care of me means that I'm able to take care of other people. And that's not selfish. It's smart. I respect myself. Oh, hair flip. (laughs) (laughs) And respect others is really the main point. (laughs) So how do we actually set boundaries, Brittany? Like with our words? Like what words? (sighs) Well. Like give me a, I need a guide. The hardest thing to do, but the most important thing to do in learning to set boundaries is to learn how to say no. And I've had a lot of practice in this podcast because you enjoy saying no a lot now. No. But learning how to say no is really hard because our first instinct is to say yes. So you have to retrain your brain to be like, okay, we're going to take a pause. We're going to think no. And so that we can actually really evaluate if this is something that I want to and am able to spend my time and energy and emotion and physical being on. So you got to learn to say no when saying no is what's right to say. So I shouldn't just mindlessly be like, sure. No. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, I can help with that. No. I guess so. No. Oh, that'd be no problem. No. Unless it will be no problem and you want to do that thing. But like we said before, a lot of time there's a societal pressure and we feel pressure as humans to agree to everything so that we can be helpful and we can be obligated. please, Please people and make them happy. And we can take a step back and evaluate and maybe start off with the no to see if that's something that we really want to spend our time on. It's nice to remember that when you say yes to something, now you've said no to 
everything else. Ooh, good point. Yeah, when I say yes to helping you move, I said no to that book and spending cuddles with my puppy. I really wanted to do that that Saturday. Well, those aren't real plans, Brittany. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. No, I, I had, planned for them. I had real plans. Your plan to just like hang out and have self-care time. Those aren't real plans. Mm, I'm sorry, but no, that is a real plan. That is a real plan. Spending time doing self-care or meal planning or meal prep or sitting on the couch with a glass of wine or spending some time with your kids or your dog or your cats. Those are plans. Those are real plans. Just because you're not busy doing something with someone else doesn't mean they are not real plans. I mean, if you were busy doing something with someone else, you'd just be like, no, I'm busy. So why is it so hard to say, no, I'm busy when you're doing things alone? Why is that so hard? I don't have any self-worth about my value and about what I can, my self-care, I'm important enough to say I have self-care time. I'm taking a bath and that is my plan. Ooh. Oh, I want to go take a bath. Well, then I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy. Okay, this podcast episode is over. All right, bye. (laughs) It's been nice talking to you. See ya. (laughs) No, but that's something that's really hard is when you're doing something alone, for some reason, we don't really see it as plans. But it is. If you've planned with intention to do something, you have plans. But they're with yourself, and that's fine. You don't need anybody around to make them plans. Something to remember is that setting boundaries is a skill, which means you have to practice, which means it will get a lot easier over time. It's not an immediate, like, all of a sudden I know perfectly how to set boundaries and stick to them. Don't worry, because I'm still not at that point yet. Well, I was born like that. Maybe you weren't, but I was. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Actually, the first times I tried setting boundaries, I sucked. Go ahead, ask me a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead. I'm going to, the old Amy is going to set <laughs> oh, a boundary. Oh, she's surfacing. Okay. The old Amy resurfaces. So here's a question for you. You ready? hmm Excuse me, Amy? Yes. Can you lend me $500? I, like, really need it. There's, like, this Coachella's coming, and I just really want to go. <laughs> I've literally never said those words in my life. That was really fun. Can I have $500? Um, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brittany. I'm sorry. I mean, I I just I prefer not to lend money to others. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. It's just that I've done it before and they didn't pay me back. And so I don't do it anymore, even though I do think you're going to pay me. Don't think that I think that you're not going to pay me back because it's definitely a thing that you're going to pay me back. I just I just I don't like to do that anymore. So I'm really sorry because it's it's like my policy now. And I'm just, I hope it's not, an inco- I know you really want to go to Coachella and I'm, I hope it's not a real inconvenience to you because you're really important to me and I'm just so sorry. And I, I hope you're not mad at me because I'm not going to lend you $500 because I really do care about you. I just, I don't, I don't know if it's a good idea for me to do that. Not because I don't trust you as a person because I do, because you're my friend, you're my best friend, but um, I'm just so sorry. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, we're going to give you credit. You set a boundary, <laughs> but I think we could have done it a little better. <laughs> <laughs> I need skills. Oh, well, I suck. But you raised a really good point because it's really hard to not be apologetic and overly apologetic. Sometimes we just really want the person to know, like, we are sorry. Sometimes we are sorry. But you're setting a boundary because you know it's what's best for you. So you don't have to apologize for doing what's best for you. And you don't have to apologize profusely because it's not something that you're willing to or able to do. Ask me again. I Okay, I've absorbed everything you said. Don't be overly well, apologetic. I have one more tip, though. Oh, okay. You don't have to over-explain either. 
No rambling? No, you don't have to explain why. No means no. So you don't have to explain why. You can give context if you find that it's necessary. Maybe the person requires some context for the situation. Every situation is different. But you don't have to feel like you have to give reasons to somebody. You don't have to justify your boundary. I don't have to defend my boundary? You do not have to defend yourself. Okay. I'm going to ask you again. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. I'm ready. I've right. uploaded. <laughs> You've the, synced. The cosmic <laughs> upload. The Britney upload. All right. You ready? Amy, can I have $500? I really want to go to Spain and um, I can't afford it, but like I think you can. So can I have $500? Oh, wow. That sounds really fun, Brittany. I'm so sorry. I have a policy that I don't lend money to friends. Oh, darn. Okay. Well, thanks anyway. The end. Look, we don't hate each other. She wouldn't let me go to Spain. Don't kill me, my slave. <laughs> no, that was great. You didn't need to add context. You were kind. You told her that sounded great. That's totally fine, but you don't have to apologize. I'm not mad at you. I wouldn't have been mad at you even in a real scenario. Guess That's what, how Brittany? You said it. What? Now I feel guilty. Oh, you feel guilty? Yeah, Why? I have all the guilty because I said no. Oh, I'm sorry I made you feel guilty. Well, can I have $500 now because <laughs> you feel guilty? <laughs> Reaching no. for she No. She, no. <laughs> she reaches for pocket. No. <laughs> Say no. I was kidding. Well, it's okay to feel guilty. I mean, honestly, like, it's okay to feel a little guilty. Because I think we do as humans, especially when it's our friend or our partner or somebody we care about, we feel guilty because we weren't able to enable them to do something they wanted to do or have something that they wanted or to have part in something that they wanted. So it's okay to feel a little bit guilty. But you ain't gonna feel guilty forever. (laughs) So it will go away over time because really guilt comes from feeling like you're letting someone down. And the shift really comes in saying, well, I'm respecting them and I'm respecting myself. And it feels less guilty over time. But when I set boundaries, I feel less guilty because I say, "Okay, they were positive about it. They asked me again to do something else with them later. I'm developing a relationship with that person still, even though I set my boundary. So the guilt does go away after time. I think, too, if we haven't been taught to value ourselves, if we haven't been taught that it's okay to set boundaries, then we'll also may feel guilty. And if we're always so used to like self-sacrifice and putting ourselves first, I think it's really hard to set boundaries. And I think it takes courage. Oh, for sure. I agree with that. We live in this culture of hustle and go, go, go and overcommitment and people pleasing and and busy for permanent. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like socially expected of us to just be completely slammed at all times and just always be giving our time to others. And so I just I do think that You may feel guilty at the beginning. Like, I certainly felt guilty at first, but it does go away with time, and you will get better at setting boundaries with practice. So, what are some like really simple ways to set boundaries without defending yourself, without being overly apologetic, without giving explanation, without rambling on? Like, what are just some simple phrases that we can use to set boundaries? I got one that I use a lot. Oh God, a I, lot, hope, but. I hope I don't hear this phrase a lot. I'll be like, oh my gosh, she says that to me all the no, time. As, as I mentioned, I'm definitely an introvert and I spend my time with family and friends wisely. And I pick and choose the things that I do with them so that I can have full commitment to them and be fully present in those times. But that means I can't say yes to everything. So sometimes I'm invited to something and I say, wow, that sounds really fun. Unfortunately, I'm not able to do that. I'm busy. It's very nice. It's very pleasant. But that's what I say. So simple. Yeah, because it communicates I don't, your point. Yeah, and I'm nice about it. You don't have to be a jerk about it, but 
unfortunately, I'm busy. Thanks for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And then there's no animosity, nothing negative. Do you have one? You can use phrases like, please stop, blah, blah, blah. So for example, I'd appreciate it if you would please stop making comments about my food. Very useful. I just set a boundary. Very applicable. <laughs> what about another one? Here's one that I need more practice at saying is, unfortunately, I'm not able to stay late at work today. I have to go. Very hard for me to say. <laughs> what if you had a child, Brittany? No, oh, gosh. Okay. What if you... I have a fur baby? What are you talking about? Oh, gosh, I have a child already. <laughs> yep. Now you have a baby. What if you have a baby who is at daycare and it's five o'clock and daycare closes at six? I gotta go. I don't have a choice. I have to And they're leave. like, oh, can you stay late, Brittany? What, no Would you way. call daycare? You'd be like, oh, um, Please, excuse can you me, babysit my Mr. child? Daycare, um, can you still open later? And they'd be like, no. Um, no. And they're like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Daycare, can you bring my daughter to your house? And then when I get off work from working late, I'll, I'll go pick her up. He'd be I like, think I'd get in trouble. <laughs> he would set his boundaries. He'd yeah. be like, no, no, you need to get here at six or we're calling child services. I yeah. actually have no idea what they do. What do they do if you don't pick up your I child at time at daycare? That's scary. The kid get a daycare. I have no idea. I've, I, I, I don't know. The kid. We'll, oh, gosh. we'll have to ask our friend who has a, who has children, who who has has a son in daycare yes. right now. But yeah, if I had something that I actually had to do, it's much easier to say, no, I have to pick my child up. I cannot stay. So what if what you have to do is you have to go home for your own mental sanity? That's very hard to give myself the self-worth to say no. See, I'm still learning this right now. This is real life learning. This is, this is this definitely is real, real life learning. I'm like, Brittany, I have time to go. She's like, She's like, why are you still at work? <laughs> but yeah, if I have to go home and cook my dinner, I have to go home and cook my I have something to do. And even if I don't, if it's like, it's... 6 p.m. and I have to go home because I'm tired and my brain needs a break. Yeah, because you have to clear your head. Yeah, then I need to enable and empower myself to say, no, I'm not able to stay any later and finish this project. I need to go home. <sighs> I felt much better that time. <laughs> I'm going to practice, okay? I'll check back in. <laughs> so maybe, Brittany, you should practice saying the phrase, I'm sorry, I'm not able to, or, oh, I'm sorry, I'm unavailable to stay late. Practice, Brittany. Practice makes perfect. So if if someone, if one of you listening, if you need to set a boundary and you're worried about how you're going to set it, then just practice. Practice in advance setting the boundary with a short, concise phrase and set your boundary. I'm sorry. I'm not able to. I'm sorry. I'm not able to. I'm sorry. You're like, is there a glitch in this podcast? But that, <laughs> Amy. I mean, that's a really, I'm sorry I'm not able to. I'm sorry I can't. It's the easiest way to do it. Oh, how unfortunate. I'm not able to. There. Mm-hmm. You said no in a really nice way with a whole bunch of words. You basically said no. Mm-hmm. But you made it all polite and beautiful and wrapped in a perfect <laughs> little bow. You've given them this boundary and it's beautiful. Well, you'd be very proud of me because I did practice this boundary that I'm having trouble with. I was asked to do something for work that's overnight on Thursday evenings, which is our podcast day. So I said to the person, unfortunately, I have my other job that day. I'm not able to do that at all on any Thursday ever. And what happened? They're like, oh, okay, I'll do it then. And can you do it a different night? Sure. And that was that. The podcast is my other job, by the way. (laughs) Except we don't get paid. Be clear, Brittany. Be very clear. It's an unpaid internship with Amy. (laughs) But he was very respectful. He said, absolutely. That's your boundary is I cannot do Thursday evenings for this thing that's part of my job. 
okay, then we'll switch it. And it was very easy, but it, it was a little scary. I got like blood rush and I was like, oh my gosh, my cheeks are getting red and I'm like getting flustered because I was a little freaked out to say no to somebody for work, but I did it and it was totally okay. I'm so proud of you, Brittany. I'm so proud. If you did not say no, you would have literally murdered me in my sleep. <laughs> You'd be in big trouble. Okay. Of course I'd say no, and it wasn't out of fear of Amy. It was because I wanted to say no because I had other plans. Well, that's really great that he was very understanding about your second unpaid internship <laughs> with Amy. It's the and, highlight of my week. With Amy and the listeners. <laughs> it is the highlight. I will admit, podcasting in this box is the highlight of our week, yes, for sure. Like, oh, I can't wait. It's podcasting on Thursday. It's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's our chance to really be us. Yes, and get to be us with you. It's a lot, okay? <laughs> okay, back to the podcast. <laughs> focus, Brittany. Focus. The emotions got me. Okay. Focus. So, but what was I saying? God, Brittany. Sometimes... <laughs> People are not going to respect your boundaries. You're going to set a boundary and people are not going to respect them. And sometimes they're going to get upset and sometimes they're going to get angry. But I think more than maybe getting upset or angry, I think people just get insistent. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And they get persistent and they pester you and, and they like push and push and, and push. they just like won't stop. And I think it's important to remember that we live in a world of people who are bulldozers and vampires. Social vampires. So many people want to steal your time and energy away from you without caring, without noticing that they're being vampires because they don't need time alone or they don't have limits or they don't have anything that they do. And that's why it's really important for us to learn to enforce our boundaries. So if people don't respect your boundary and they try to convince you to still go out to dinner with them when you've already said no and they keep insisting and insisting, just keep saying no. Hopefully at that point, they're going to get the hint. I mean, the not even the hint, like the direct. I mean, you're directly saying like, I'm sorry, I can't. And this may be a red flag for you if you've set a boundary and someone just like really cannot respect your boundary. And this keeps happening over and over as a pattern in your relationship. Then it might be if you want. I mean, it could be time to evaluate that relationship. Because that's like a red flag. And that's what happened to me with the girl from work who just, it was a pattern. It was like one after another after another. So you are able to evaluate these relationships and decide what relationships that you want in your life. And if you view a relationship as toxic, then you can end the relationship. I will tell you now. I will tell you. Tell me. I will tell you now that we all need to aggressively aggressively protect our health routine. We have to protect what works for us. I think we know that people who don't have endo or any kind of chronic illness, often they don't know the consequences that we face for breaking any one of the quote unquote rules that we have to live by. I know in my case, like I need more time to rest. My energy in the day is limited. I can quickly become exhausted. I need time to take care of myself for my physical and my mental and my emotional well-being. Like, I only have so many spoons in my day to spend. And I have to spend them wisely. And so it's really important that I protect my routine. And the best way to protect that is by setting boundaries. And I think what we said earlier about, like, self-care 
is important. And having plans with yourself to paint your toenails or to take a bath or just to do nothing or to binge watch your favorite show on Netflix or to play with your cat. Guilty. (laughs) Or dog. Those are real plans, but I feel like those are plans that are not respected by our society where it's all like FOMO and fear of missing out and like you have to come to the bar and you have to go out to dinner and you have to go to this party. And if you don't, then you're a loser and your plans aren't valid and you're not valuable. And that's that's not true. And so I feel like at least in my own case, I just feel like my like so many times my plans with myself have been trampled by other people who don't know the value that taking care of myself brings to me. So, for example, let's give an example. Brittany, come okay. on, trample my, trample my self-care time. Hi, Amy. I know you do yoga on Saturday mornings for two hours, but I wanted you to come over, and I figured you could just, like, skip yoga for one day. Could you just do that? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I can't. But I can come over later at noon because if I skip yoga, <laughs> trample pants. That's what I call you. <laughs> oh, I like it. But this you I this way I really wouldn't say I would just say oh That's in your head. Yeah, this is my this is my head. <laughs> if I skip yoga, then guess what? I will spend all day with fibromyalgia pain. Do you want that? Do you want that? Do you want to hang out with me? My fibro? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. And that's why you don't justify because you get scary. <laughs> <laughs> Better keep it short, keep it short. Okay. Let me ask you another one. Okay, trample pants. I like it. I like this. <laughs> Excuse me. So I really wanted to go see this movie with you, but it ends at 1030. I mean, you can miss your bedtime once, right? Like, can you come with me? Well, that sounds really fun, but I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, I'm not able to go. Is there an earlier time that the movie shows? No. That's the only one I want to go to. Well, then tough luck (laughs) because I am missing my bedtime because I need to get all my spoons in a row for the next day (laughs) because this girl is easily fatigued. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm don't you be in, you didn't say that to me. <laughs> don't you be encroaching on my bedtime. Okay? Because I was slapped in the face. Probably not. Well, I'm not confrontational at all. Would not say that. No. <laughs> Just say no. The answer is no. And my favorite that we both get, and I'm sure we all get after we've decided on our eating habits. Well, a bite of this won't really hurt you. Well, that looks delicious, but no thank you. Because a bite of it will cause me to crop my pants. Do you want me to crop myself? Okay. I mean, maybe. That's really funny. (laughs) Diarrhea is real, Brittany. I know. (laughs) No, but those those aren't so hard. A bite of that won't hurt. A bite of that will freaking kill me. (laughs) A bite of it won't hurt me, but it will hurt you later when I wring your neck. (laughs) Now, we joke around and I sound so skilled at setting boundaries, but I want you to know that setting boundaries has been so terrifying for me and I did not set boundaries for the first like hmm, 28-ish years of my life. It's <laughs> a long time, a long boundaryless time. <laughs> because I was so bad at it and I was so scared and so it's really hard but you know what? It does get less scary with practice and it gets easier as we learn what we want and what we need in order to be successful in our day and in order to thrive in our day, not only with endometriosis, but just as a person in general. The hardest part has been setting boundaries with my partner, who at the beginning of our relationship had a bit of a hard time respecting my hardcore self-care routine with my daily yoga and the way that I ate my food and certain like no grains, no sugar, like no foods I cannot eat in the house and my bedtime. 
and and I get it. I get that it's it's a weird for some people who are not used to it. Like it's a weird it's way, a new way to look at things. Yeah, a lot it's of times. like it's yeah. different. It's challenging for them, and it takes an adjustment period. Yeah, and it for me it was it was hard at the beginning, but I was very clear from the start. Like these are my boundaries, and if you don't respect them, then I feel that it's because you don't respect me. Because ultimately, these boundaries, they're like an extension of me. And so this is what I need to thrive. I had to let him know, like, if you are not able to respect my, the biggest one was the bedtime. Like, if you're not able to respect my bedtime, then I may even have to reevaluate this relationship. And I don't want to do that because I like being with you, but I, I also need you to respect what's important for me. And I think ultimately it has come down to understanding my own self-worth. And I really think that's one of the hardest things for me. And I, and I just think for a lot of us to learn in general. Well, that was a really great conversation you had with him. And that was just incredible communication. I mean, you're still with him, so it looks like it worked out. <laughs> he does respect my bedtime he does. now. <laughs> Actually, at like I go to bed at 10 and at like 9.45, he'll be like, oh, Amy, it's your bedtime. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 know. Know. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> But really, like, good communication and setting expectation and setting those boundaries, honestly, are are such a key to success in our relationships. Like, I think we both fully believe that. Because when you set a boundary, it puts both of you on the same playing field. And it's really easy to imagine the consequences that we think of setting a boundary. Like, oh, maybe they'll dump me or they won't like me anymore. Or they want to hang out with me anymore. My family's going to get annoyed at me. My boss is going to think I'm incompetent. But setting boundaries usually doesn't result in that. It actually results in positive experiences. The world doesn't implode. Your boss doesn't fire you. Your partner doesn't break up with you. Your puppy doesn't stop loving you. That's not what happens. But when you don't set the boundary and people encroach on your space or don't respect your bedtime or don't respect your obligations or your desires or whatever you've set for yourself then that can lead to negative experiences. It can lead to rifts in relationships. It can lead to separation. It can lead to resentment. And that's not a good way to have any kind of relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship or colleagues. So if you don't set boundaries, you can actually make your relationship suffer. And I think that's a good thing to remember because oftentimes we think our relationship's going to suffer if we set the boundaries. But actually, it's usually the opposite. Whew. Now I just want to go set a whole bunch of boundaries. Just <laughs> go list them out. <laughs> I'm going to tell work, okay, supervisor, I cannot work on Monday. I cannot work on Tuesday. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Realistic, but that's not okay, boundaries. No, no. Those aren't boundaries, right? <laughs> we evaluated like... what's because I don't want to and what's because I'm not going to. Those are different <laughs> Those things. Those are unrealistic okay. desires. That's not a boundary. That's just, I mean, like a realist, like a normal <laughs> thing we all want. Not a real boundary, okay? Okay, no, no. I'm not going to go do that my boss. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope that we have enabled you to better understand what a boundary is and how to set it and got you a little bit thinking about boundaries that you want to set in your own life and the words you want to use and how you want to communicate them. So we would love, 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 as usual, love to hear from you. We are on Instagram at in16yearsofendo and we have the website in16years.com. So please reach out to us. We love hearing from you. If you've set some really good boundaries, let us know. We love to hear them because maybe we're like, ooh, I should make that boundary. <laughs> Share those with us. We love to hear what boundaries you've made or which ones maybe you're struggling with making. Give us the boundaries. Give us the deets. And also, 
give us a review. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, she's salty today. <laughs> she's, she's too bossy, too bossy. Rain it in, rain it in. <laughs> rain it in, rain it in. No, but if you desire and you enjoy the podcast, we would love if you leave really us a review it. on Apple Podcasts. A lot of you actually have left us reviews, and we love that. Thank you so much. We love reading them, and it also really helps new listeners who are evaluating, is this a good podcast to listen to? Is this worth spending my time and energy on? They're looking. They're sitting there. They got their boundary up. They're like, should I put my boundary <laughs> down? Should I listen? They got to figure out how to do it. So we would love if you could leave us a rating or and or and or a review. Thank you so much for listening. Go set all the boundaries you need to set, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.